to Aligned Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Samantha Kapsick and Nikki Trout. And we're partnering up because we know motherhood is hard. Like really, really hard. (laughs) Really hard. (laughs) Get ready to equip yourself with practical tips and strategies to tackle daily trials, along with insights from expert guest speakers and relatable stories from other moms just like you. Join us weekly for advice, inspiring stories, and a supportive community of moms navigating the joys and challenges of motherhood together. Welcome back, mamas. In light of reaching our 20th episode, yay! We thought we'd dig deep into what our mission really is all about. We wanted to clarify some things after receiving feedback and just, you know, it's been a few months now, just to ensure that everyone listening in or that's a part of our community, that you all get the full picture of what we're doing. So we're going to share a few like maybe embarrassing stories just to like break the ice. And What about we talk about this tubing story? (laughs) (laughs) I think that this is probably my most embarrassing moment of my life. Um, but first, I got to set the scene. Okay, so I have asthma, like pretty bad asthma growing up. So my mom is also like, I'm the only child, helicopter mom, crazy like worry wart. Um, and also, she, my mom cannot swim. She is terrified of water, terrified of me drowning, like just this whole thing. Um, and so fast forward, I was 14, I think I was 13 or 14. I don't know. I'm going camping um, with our group of friends. Me and my husband had, um, there was five of us in this little group when growing up as teenagers. And so the five of us were going camping with all the parents were coming, but my parents couldn't come for whatever reason um, at this cabin that we went camping at a lot growing up. Um, but we were going tubing and this is the first time I've ever been tubing. Mind you, I think it was like the first time I've ever been on a big lake. It was Mark Twain Lake. Um, and so my mom, like before we're going, she is just drilling me with like, oh my gosh, I don't even know if I should let you go. Like you're going to drown. Like you're going to have an asthma attack. Like she's just paranoid, you know? And so I'm like, mom, I'm 14. I can, I'm not going to drown. Um, so we go tubing and my friend, um, our friend that we were staying at her cabin, they had a little speedboat, and then everyone had rented um, a pontoon. All the parents pitched in, got a pontoon. And so what was happening was, like, th- there was two dads on the speedboat, and they would go over to the pontoon, take some kids that wanted to go tubing, go tubing, swap out people or whatever. Um, so my first time, I'm... I get on the tube. I'm terrified. One, I've never been. He's going pretty fast. He's whipping them around. And then, like, I have my mom in the back of my head, like, you're going to drown, even though I have a life jacket on. Um, (laughs) And so I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I'm on this tube. I'm in a bikini, have a life jacket on, and it starts going. And I'm, like, holding on for dear life. And he is, like, having fun with me because I'm, like, I've never been. And he was just, like, one of those dads, like, you know, and now I know, like, what's going to happen? It's just tubing, whatever. So he's, like, whipping me around like crazy. Well, the water, like, I'm, like, it's a disc tube. And so 
I was hanging by my arms, but my body was like in the water because I had no upper body strength. (laughs) (laughs) And so I couldn't get myself pulled up onto the tube. So I'm just hanging by my hands, like arms fully stretched out and my body's just hitting the water flapping. Well, my bikini bottoms start to come down and they... Thankfully, I crossed my ankles and I caught them so they didn't fly off. Um, But I am terrified, like terrified um, that I'm going to drown. And I'm like, this is going to hurt when I fly off. Like we're going fast. And so I'm just holding on for dear life. So I'm just flopping up and down in the air. Naked fish. Naked. (laughs) Yes. On fish. And we're circling the pontoon boat with all my friends and their parents. (laughs) And then my husband, who I had a huge crush on at the time, is um, on the speedboat and they are just dying laughing. And my guy friends are like, let go. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds great, but I'm going to die. And I'm like, do I sit here and let like all my stuff hang out or do I die? And I was like, I, eventually I Obviously did. Obviously you chose the right one. <laughs> I did. I, but it took me a really long time. It was like, go, I was like so terrified to let go and he went and slowed down. So then he was just like trying to go faster and whip me off. So then I'm just like freaking oh, out and then like, I'm going to lose him permanently. <laughs> um, so I finally uh, get brave enough and I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to die because I'm already dead. And then... <laughs> I get off, you know, I drop into the water, they come, and they are, like, everyone is laughing hysterically, and they're, like, the two dads are, like, helping me out of the water, and they are just, like, cracking up, and everyone's, like, why didn't you let go, and I was, like, I didn't want to drown, so then, like, on the pontoon, I get back, and they're, like, well, I forgot, like, they're, like, we got a show today, yeah, Terrible. Do you remember how awkward you felt? Oh, I mean, did they let gosh. did they not let you live that down? Oh for some no, time? never. Like forever, and they're like telling everyone, and I'm just like crawl in a hole and die. And I know in your mind you were probably thinking like, okay, I'm sure I was like face this way. I'm sure they might not have gotten. Oh like, no, I was <laughs> flopping so hard. <laughs> oh, they oh saw gosh. the front and the backs, like all the parts, oh, and. Gosh. I was just so terrified. I remember, like, when you said, yeah, I, I was already dead anyway, so I might as well drop yeah, off. Yeah, like, oh, I, what I would yeah. have felt like. Oh, it was terrible. It's terrible. Oh, I, so don't, I don't have that a story tops. that can top that. <laughs> Unless, you know, if you know me personally um, and have a story that I'm forgetting because my memory is not good, please share it with me so I can share it with everyone. <laughs> um, I do want to say, though, now I – it's funny because tubing is like my absolute most favorite thing ever to do. And I fly off all the time and like not scared of it. And yeah, like, I love tubing. And so you're it's just at like Mark funny. Twain Lake yes, every weekend. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it funny? I know. We have a boat because of that whole like going camping with them and stuff because it was just so much fun. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, funny. <laughs> all right. Okay. So let's jump in. To, I'm going to let you start because we have obviously different reasons for why we came together in this or what made us, I guess, have such a heart for women. So let's jump into the why. Why did we come together? Why did we come together, Nikki? <laughs> okay. Why don't <laughs> see my questions? Okay. Before we jump into this, let's start here. Okay. I can, since you shared your embarrassing story, uh-huh. reflecting over the last 19 episodes, 19 and a half that we've done. Oh my gosh, I learn and Eric will always like correct me in love or like say, hey, you might want to work on these things. 
I will ask four or six or eight questions <laughs> in one question. So Samantha and Jonathan, can you please tell us about your marriage? And you know, like your marriage from having kids and like up until now and go ahead and throw in like a struggle. And then when you're done with that, and then Samantha's like, you ask those questions and then you, whenever we touch on one of those points, then you just move on. So <laughs> it's it is, story. <laughs> it is not easy doing this. Like I know some people are built to speak. I never, um, Samantha always like for years now wrote in her journals, envisioned herself up on a podium or whatever speaking. I just want to clarify from here on out. I did not and do not have that vision. So here but I am on this podcast. After listening to myself on this podcast, I'm like, wow, I repeat myself a lot and I trip on my words and I sound like an idiot. Maybe you don't <laughs> want to public speak. I say, you know, all the time, you know, and you know, and like I said, and I know, you know, or like, oh, but it, it isn't easy or um, some of the things that, you know, since we're new at doing this. If I get all flustered in setting this up or I'll, we'll start a podcast and I'll forget to turn the camera or something on, like I'm done for the rest of the podcast. Or Samantha will be like, when I said this thing, she's like, immediately I was done. Yeah. yeah. So there's one time I'll just say uh, the most embarrassing moment on the podcast. So, so my, far. It was on the mommy panel one, I think the third mommy panel. We were talking about parenting tips and I was trying to explain that I sent my son to his room and that it ate him up like it you know really got to him instead I said it ate him out and I panicked <laughs> and I was like oh my gosh and I was talking about my son and I was like freaking out and then I don't Nikki was like late she didn't catch it I didn't say anything mm -hmm. but it's all I could think about yeah. the whole thing the whole rest of the podcast but she's like you should have clapped and then we could have edited that out and I'm like oh crap why didn't I think of that I don't know I don't know. I guess it felt like the setting with multiple people. I didn't think it was going to be easy to edit it. I don't know what I was thinking, yeah. honestly, but it ruined it all. But it's not easy. That's why, like, even if we're doing the live, I thought this was like a safer topic that we're like, hey, why don't we just go ahead and do the live on this one? Maybe not the last <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. But even like the last episode, I started talking and saying something and I said it so stupidly. And then Samantha's like, oh, are you referring to me? And I'm like, no. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, we, like I suck. I, I literally, like, suck at speaking. So, anyways. <laughs> like, like. Like, like. And so, yeah. And <clears throat> so, anyways, this has been fun, actually. And we know we're going to get better because it's, like, a muscle. We know that if we're, like, 100 deep, 200 deep, we're going to we're gonna have to improve. Or, right. you know, God has us doing this. Or so sign up for speaking classes. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Right. Or just <clears throat> please have grace for us because yes. we are learning and we're trying we're to figure out. We're idiots and don't know what we're doing. <laughs> yes. Hey, I do resemble that kidding. remark. No. I'm just no, kidding. Actually, Nikki is amazing and she edits them all and like I have no clue how any of that works. Okay, well, I will not overthink that and I am an idiot a lot. <laughs> No. This is the coolest podcast so far. <laughs> Yay. Raw. Um, um, okay, for the why, for why we started this. So, you know, I always grew up with my parents being a great, great examples for being lovers and givers to people. And that really just was like formed and I guess just watching them do that. And, and that's something that I took to. And I remember being um, younger and being at school, running the mile and finishing and then going and running back, going and finding um, Emily. She was mentally challenged and, and finishing the, the laps with her. And I always like protected her in the classroom and all these things. And um, that's just one example. But I always really had a heart for others or just super empathetic heart. Um, so that was kind of my childhood. And then, you know, fast forward to Sadie's situation, 
Sadie had cancer at seven weeks old. It was, I mean, I tell you, and, and we had never heard the words like, oh, if this doesn't work, you know, she might not make it. I mean, it was a scary cancer, but luckily it was caught in time and all these things. Um, but I tell you what, it, it was something that I will never, I hope to never experience anything like that ever again in my life. It is, it is being thrust. I mean, you're, you're a mom of a seven week old baby. I cried happy tears having her after having three miscarriages. Like it was like the most special thing. I finally had another child and it was a girl and now I have a girl and all these things fast forward to seven weeks old and it was a normal day. I was, you know, going to Menards and Home Depot and, you know, I was out and about and just had my post, you know, pregnancy check and everything was right in the world until I went to that ER and it just like, it crushed me, literally like pounded me. And then I felt miles apart from Eric and I felt alone. So why did, you know, for my part in this and, and where my heart is on things is I felt so crushed and I felt so stinking alone. Yes, we had a good network. Yes, I saw others that were going through similar cancer stories such as I was, yet they didn't have the network that I had. They didn't have the 30,000 in donations and all these things. And that crushed me. You know, I can only imagine. So all this to say is I was crushed and I was beaten down more and then more and then something bad would happen again and again. And it was just like, and then our car engine would go out and it was just like constant battles and feeling as low as I could get as ugly as I, you know, as a woman, I just felt ugly. It just, everything was stripped from me. I lost precious years with my older kids. Um, but it put me into a new reality of what it is like to have, to be a, a mother of a sick child or to venture into a dark side of like, not your, your life is not okay. Something, something big and, and bad and really scary is happening. And it's hard enough to be a mom. And, but then what, what if you have something like this going on? So I knew, um, when, you know, and I prayed and I had faith and I trusted God through it. And even when I trusted him through it for years, I was pounded more and then more and then more. And I, but I stayed, even if, if my faith was so subtle, you know, in, in certain times or after so many years, I stayed holding on to him. I knew that I wanted to help women. If, if he'd only get us through this, I knew that if I could take some burden off of some mom's shoulders and it doesn't have to be a cancer mom, it could be a single mom or, or, you know, who knows what's going on. But that was like, it was like my mission. It's like it opened the window. So without going into like why we start or like actually starting it, that is the why my, so I've always had kind of a soft heart for others. And then Sadie's situation just exposed me to a dark side and made me want to, if there's anything I could do for the mom I was at that moment to relieve any sort of stress or pressure or solitude, you know, I was going to try to do that. I love that. Um, wow. How do I compete with that? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, that was really good. Um, so growing up, I always had a soft heart too. Um, it's funny that you said that about the handicapped girl because I had a severe, severe handicap, um, friend in fourth grade. And I remember, um, she was drooling, like really like to the extreme screaming. She couldn't talk. She was nonverbal. Um, and her name was Jeannie. And, Uh, I remember being kind of like scared of her because she was so loud, like in the beginning when I, the first day, like when you go to meet the teacher and I remember being scared of her. And then I remember getting convicted from God and like him being like, 
you're going to be her friend. At the time, I didn't know it was God, but like this pushing, mm-hmm. like she needs friends too. And like, um, you know, why are you scared so of her? And like, yeah, well, and I felt guilty for having those feelings mm-hmm. of like being scared or like, you know. So, um, so fast forward. So school started and um, nobody would talk to her and she was um, in the corner and stuff and she'd sit at lunch by herself at recess. She did have a para though. And, um, I ended up being her friend. And I remember like, I remember being like, I don't want to eat lunch with her, but I cannot let her eat lunch by herself. Or I don't want to play with her at recess, but I can. And I, and then I remember thinking like, well, people are going to make fun of me because, you know, she's my friend. And I just kept doing it. Um, and then all of a sudden the whole class started to love her and everyone was fighting over, um, eating lunch with her and playing with her at recess and just she became like the class's little baby and the teacher pulled me aside um, and said that you know because of you like you did this and you you changed everything for Jeannie and she started speaking and then I actually got pulled into a room and this this like um, the <clears throat> nation or whatever were wondering how she progressed so quickly and so I actually had to make a video interacting with Jeannie and like explaining why I was friended her and all of this and like they like sent it out to schools to show the impact of like being friends with the mentally challenged kids and how because she like progressed like crazy and then she ended up moving up the street for me which was kind of crazy so then I go have play dates with her and like her parents and stuff would thank me and it was just crazy because I remember feeling guilty that like I, I, I wanted to eat with my other friends or whatever, but I don't know. Anyway, that was a long story of that. That is so beautiful. And I was going to say like, why did I not ever hear that story? But are you ever going to go around and be like, I, I did this, but you know, like, wrote about <laughs> yeah, it, well, but... it kind of feels weird talking about this, yeah. but you had said that. So oh, I was no, like, I, Oh wow. I love that. I mean that, cool. but in essence, that's who you are. Like you have a deeply compassionate heart and such an empathetic heart in what you we all wrestle with real feelings I mean you you wanted to Mm -hmm. sit with your friends and that's okay but I just you know and that's just so beautiful oh thanks well and it actually showed me the power of like what one person can do because a lot of times I feel like we think that you know even if I do this what's it matter and it really made a huge impact on my life of like wow like it really can like one person can step up and do something it can change everything um and so from then on I I I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was older or like when I grew up um but I knew I wanted to help people and I knew I wanted to have like influence and I knew God had called me to um speak to people in a way because um, you know throughout school like in middle school there was um one kid specific specifically that Mm -hmm. had anger issues and the teacher would actually come to me and ask me to talk to him and we weren't even friends and then I was able to like talk kids off the ledge and like I don't know teachers would use me in a lot of situations for different things um and they would say like you're gonna be a teacher but I knew I didn't want to be a teacher um but I've always wanted to do something to help people and I've always had a love um and passionate heart for people and um also like the the odd person out or the one that everyone thinks is like you know like that situation Mm -hmm. I've always been drawn to like those individuals specifically and like saddened and like no you have a choice you have value so beautiful yeah so I just love people and then you 
presented me with this opportunity is like, yeah, sure. Why not? Which again, I think is crazy and such a God thing because, you know, this is like a big thing. This is not like initially we talked about, okay, so, so then how did this all started? You know, we, we met at baseball years ago, then fast forward, we met at basketball again. And I was telling her husband, I was like, she's just so good at social media. She's so charismatic and all these things. If she did a YouTube channel, I'm sure she'd get like, you know, she'd get up there in popularity. Um, and then I saw her the next week and, you know, we were just mentioning because prior to that, um, we have had done things where we would get together and try to help women out and just on the side, something just like very small. So we went from that, like, Hey, maybe in the future, you know, we could help cancer moms or we could do something. So it went from kind of not much buy-in to me contacting you and being like, Hey, I, I, I'm quitting my job on Friday or whatever. And you being like, Whoa, but you literally like jumped right in. It's crazy (laughs) to me though. Yeah. I, I was definitely thrown off. I like thought of this. She was like, we could, she's showing me graphics and like, she's like, this would be cool. I'm like, yeah, this would be a fun little thing. Like not, I, you never mentioned like <laughs> being full time at this or like <laughs> replacing your career. And I got a text, like I quit my job and I'm like, I don't even know how we're going to make money. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, don't you want to wait a minute? Well, then like a few weeks after that, I thought I was thinking like, oh no, maybe she's like, Maybe she didn't want to like fully commit to all of this. And maybe I, you know, when I think you made the comment of like, oh, that's a lot of responsibility. And then I was like, oh, crap. But what if she actually doesn't want to? And she feels like I'm forcing her. And then she said, well, if you don't do it, I can find someone else. And I'm like, oh, well, you don't need me at all. No. This is how silly women work. And it was like, I think I just said that to like, in defense of like not letting my vulnerability out like no like god said it was you like it's supposed to be you but i didn't want you to like reject me and be like you know jonathan and i talked about it, just not for us you know because yeah. i couldn't take that you know yeah. um, no i think it was like the perfect point in my life i had been doing a network marketing business um which i had been super successful in the past and i know they get a lot of bad rep but it is a great way to make some income mm-hmm. from a stay-at-home mom but i was just like feeling this call to more and i didn't know what it was and i was just spinning my wheels i'm like all right god like <laughs> what am i supposed to do with my life because i know that you have a purpose for me and i know that i'm supposed to um do something to help people and but also i need to make money um, and so it just kind of like God aligned it because you said, I'm like, all right, well, I guess this, this is it. <laughs> and she's speaking of God aligning it. Uh, Samantha had been writing that in her journal or that was her prayer, I guess, this year or last year. Yeah. For the last couple of years, I um, had just been praying, like God aligned my life, like bring things into order, align it with your will um, over and over. And that's kind of, well, actually I wasn't thinking when we started to get the name we just started throwing stuff out Mm -hmm. and I wasn't even thinking about all of that um and I was just like aligned I was like I kind of like that word Mm -hmm. and then and duh like you've been praying that but like it just didn't even really register until later like hindsight's 2020 and then like oh my gosh like this is this has been my prayer for the last two years Mm -hmm. like and it's so perfect and even when we found the name and we knew like, okay, we know we're going to have a community aspect and then social. And then, you know, that was like the vision, I guess, like God gave us. We still didn't really know what it all meant. We're like, okay, we want to bring women together. What is this thing? And so we named it before we even like, like watch we it basically unraveled right in front of us and i think aligned mamas is the perfect name. I like we're it. aligned with God. We're aligned with each other. Community. Yeah. yeah. So, 
So that's what we did. So we we joined forces. We did quit our jobs. Was it scary? I will say no. It's scarier now, just like not having the income, <laughs> the organizing business. So so basically part of the business plan, because we had been helping moms throughout the years, um, we learned that we work really well together organizing. And I have to give that to Samantha. I She takes the lead. We organize crazy amount of things or rooms in a five, six hour period. And it's just been awesome. So we're like, we know that we could do that for money as well as continue doing it um, for free. So that was part of the plan. Mm-hmm. And at first I would say I'd had, I had a crazy, crazy amount of peace quitting. Um, but you know, now that we're like getting things started and launching everything and like, Oh, we've had a few paid jobs now. And just trying to get that trickle. in. that's been a, it's been more pressure. I, I know God's going to co- provide. Mm-hmm. I guess that's where I'm at. Yeah. Well, I feel like we've been in a, um, we we chose we felt like God called our kids to go to private school. Just I don't know. Each person's their own. I'm not saying everyone does that or whatever. Um, but we that was a faith walk for us, and so we feel like we've been in the years of. It's been a couple of years now. We're like, all right, God, Jesus, we obeyed. We're, we're following <laughs> Which through. Which means a lot of extra money. Yeah, it month. is really expensive. But I do see the fruit in it. And I am I know 100% it's the right choice for us. And that, that's what we were called to do. Um, but so say all that to say that we've learned to live just really um, frugal and tight yeah. and... Um, you know, it's like, man, if we didn't have this, wouldn't we say, um, but we've just got, kind of been living in that. So this is like, eh. what you're used to. <laughs> <Did it really? laughs> yeah. So it didn't really, it wasn't as much of a stress for me. We also had a time where God called Jonathan to walk away from his career. Um, and it was pretty abruptly and we had to live off of mine, which was actually not paying the bills. The next month though, my check went up greatly. Um, but so I feel like it's, that, that first time, oh my gosh, we were shaken, like wanted to throw up. It was really yeah. scary. It was really hard. This time around, we've just like, like a gotten, the, yeah, <laughs> we've gotten used to it. And we're like, yeah. we can do, we can, we can live really lean and, mm-hmm. you know, make things stretch and just and be still disciplined. still decorate and you're, you're <laughs> I thrift a lot. Yes. She thrives at thrifting. I love thrifting. <laughs> yeah. That's a good deal. <laughs> All um, right. So moving into what exactly our mission is. So our mission is to bring women together, to unite women. We started a community private Facebook group, and that's to unite women. And what we thought was um, kind of the crux for what we did, like the the Nikki um, dealing with a cancer situation with her daughter, like felt like I was like lacking friends and network and support or felt alone. And many women actually don't have a good support group or lack friends or lack good close friends. Or you grew up at this high school and you moved 30 minutes away. It's not that far away, but you just, you don't have time or you don't stay connected with your friends back at home. So, so many women actually go through that and we know that. And so we, it's like we, God like led us into like an unchart, like a, a niche of like a need that most women have. Nobody wants to admit And then we basically just came out with it like, hey, we know women need friends and good friends and the right support. And we are your gals. Do you want to join us? And we can bring women together where, um, you know, God has given each of us different strengths where we can use one another to build off of and stay accountable and to, you know, thrive. And so that's kind of what our mission was. Yeah. Um, 
there's a lot of stay-at-home moms that, you know, they don't go anywhere. So it's like, where do you meet friends when you don't leave the house, really? Yeah. Um, and like you said, with the teaching, I think that's like a lost um, virtue in the today's world. Every family is so independent in America. And really, if you go outside of America, that's like not the real world. Like people need community. And they always say like, you know, it takes a village. We're not supposed to do life on our own. Um, And I think a lot of cultures have that down really good where it's like, okay, this woman does this and this one. And when you just like, hey, I'm good at this and you're good at this, let's trade or like, let's work together. And we just don't have that in America. And I think it's so beautiful. It is what community truly is is um and so that's what we're building we're trying to build a real community yeah so we have a community page we have a podcast and we have social channels that we've launched one of the most exciting things for me has been the live social so in-person social so um, we have women from across the country um, that are part of the Facebook group, but we have a lot of women in the Troy and surrounding community. So when we, I think we're, is this our fourth social this weekend? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, When we've gotten together in the socials, I know like, you know, you see in the movies, like the AA meetings where people are sitting around the, the group and sharing stories. Like we have essentially done that with like, you know, the objective of like, hey, let's go around and, you know, if you're new to the group, introduce yourself, tell us about yourself. And then if you're struggling with anything or any like mom tip that you have, feel free to share. And you would not like, for those that haven't been to one yet, you would not believe how like deep we go on these conversations, open, how much we like connect and how much like people are just open. Yeah. Like you said, totally vulnerable and open. And then these women are chiming in saying like, I've been there, I've done that, or I'll pray for you. It's been the most beautiful thing. Yeah. We always end up like crying at everyone and then laughing hysterically Mm because we do have a lot of fun too. It's not all like doom and gloom, but it is a safe place for women to come and say, Hey, I'm really stressed out about this. Or like, this is weighing on my heart or whatever. And like, it's just been the most amazing group of women because there's, we've had just the most compassionate women show up, like the most authentic, real life women. Like, you know, it's like, I don't know, it's just beautiful what God's doing and how he's moving in it. Well, life is messy and it's easy for us to look to other people and think, you know, the grass is greener, but truthfully, it's not every woman in in the group. I feel like when we come together, we're all battling different things. Um, So the, the neat thing is that, hey, bring your mess bring your good. Mm -hmm. Let's just come together. Let's unite. Let's build one another up. Somebody came to our first social and a couple socials later, um, her husband actually said something along the lines of like, I haven't seen her this happy in some time, you know? And then we had another mom join the group, the last social, and she had been to multiple, um, different, um, mops groups or different mom type of groups in order to try to network because she's a transplant she's not originally from here and the after the first meeting or she basically said something along the lines of you know I've been to all of these groups but yours is just so different the one rule we have honestly is just be nice yeah right that's the only thing like you don't have we can have all have different views we can all have you know, yes. different walks or whatever. Um, but yeah, just treat others with kindness, no judgment on people, just right. a compassionate heart. Cause you just really, especially, um, going around these circle talks, that's like, man, you really don't know what people are right. going through. Like you'd have no clue. And right. they just like dump this whole thing and you're like, wow, like you're handling it so well. And you know, right. um, so 
Everyone's been so great with that, too. We haven't had any issues in that area. We've had amazing women. We have. Um, It's been beautiful, and it's expanding, so that's exciting. So um, who is this group for, and what is the role for you in in our community or with the podcast? This group is for every woman. So, I mean, whatever your religion is, your background, what what obstacles you've overcome in life, or it's... We've had many, especially older women, think that, oh, it must it must be a younger group, a younger target mm-hmm. audience, and it's not. We actually really, really want the older, more seasoned mm-hmm. women with the young women. Uh, we want to lean on them and learn from them. Yeah, because that's truly is what a community is about, is having like all different types of ages and walks of life, and um, I think that's what makes life beautiful. If we're all the same, all right. the same age, we're not going to grow very much. Right. Um, so we need mentors. We need, we want young, really young mamas to come. Yeah. Our, it doesn't even have to be moms. That's another thing is it doesn't have to be moms. It's just women in general. Even though it's aligned mamas, we do have a lot of women in the group that are, you know, not mothers by choice or some not by choice, but it, the group's for every woman. Right. Um, and we want the younger girls to come because we want to mentor them and help them and you know, and you can still, I believe you can, you can learn from anyone. It's just like in Proverbs where it says, watch the ant. Right. You know, if you can learn from an ant, you can definitely learn from <laughs> all different types right. of women. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing, again, that differentiates us, I think, is just Samantha and I are, are aligned with God and we're aligned in such an empathetic heart. And this group is not for, it's not a popular popularity hour. It's not a popularity thing. So we, we want messy. I was the person that was going through the mess a few short years ago. So you can bring whatever it is to the table. And this, this group is for you. So, you know, I know there's, there's people that, or girls perhaps that, you know, maybe they've never fit in to women's groups or they've only clicked with men in the past, or they're just super awkward at meeting friends. Like you just got to give it a shot. Come one time if you're local and you can make it to an in-person social, at least come try it out. You know, you can judge it after you've been there, but try not to judge it before that because I know we talked about this and I talked about this with my husband. Perhaps some people think like, oh, what are we doing this for? Is our mission to like go be popular and have this podcast and have this fame and glory and all these things? And he's like, do people actually realize like, how do you let them know that you guys are authentic? You literally feel like this is your mission from God and you have such a heart. How do people trust that you actually care? Yeah. You know? So anyways, all this to say, we do care, we promise, and um, this group is for you. If you want it to be, and and what could, what are, is everyone's role in it, whether you just want to be a part of the Facebook community or watch YouTube or listen to the podcast, that's fine. If you want to be passive, um, you don't have to participate. Or do you want to participate? Do you want to advocate towards something? Do you want to be a part of the podcast with us? Do you want to share meal ideas? Maybe you've been blessed in the realm of cooking dinner. We want you to engage and share and and help others, but you don't have to. And the podcast too, just to touch on this, is that um, our point in this um, or why we started it is um, Nikki going through Sadie's situation and realizing in a lot of conversations, like sometimes um, we don't know how to show up for people going through the hard things or she'd always say like, no one asked me the hard questions. And from an outside view, every time I hung out with you, when Sadie was going through cancer, I was like, I don't want to bring it up. I want to make her laugh. I want her to be happy. Um, and so it's not that 
you know, people weren't thinking about it. It's a lot of times you avoid it, just like with the grief thing. We've talked to mothers who have lost their kids, and a lot of people will not talk about the child. And then the mother says, everyone just forgets. And it's like, no, they don't want to upset you. But really, the they want to talk about their loved ones to yeah. remember them and honor them. And so it's just, you know, perspective changes everything. And so um, we started this to help shed light into different struggles that people are going through, women are going through, and how to show up and be there for them or what to say um, and to just kind of like break the veil of, you know, just just put things out in the open mm-hmm. and just really touch on topics that we feel like, you know, you don't see on social media, you don't see right. people talking about the hard stuff, the real life stuff, um, and then what it looks like to show up for someone going through that some, something in that specific area. Yeah. Yeah, um, I have already learned things just being a part of what we're doing. Like the grieving mom had no, I would have no idea. Um, and then going through Sadie's situation, you know, now, uh, I remember people saying, oh, you always look like you're just happy and kind of like carefree and all this stuff. Well, you know, you can trick people. I mean, I wasn't meaning Mm -hmm. to trick people, but I just, I had to decide whether I was going to like move on and walk this out and try to be normal and have joy. But deep down, you're right. Nobody asked me the hard questions. Mm-hmm. Nobody. And in fact, actually, I was hurt more than I was hurt multiple times when somebody would be like, oh, how was last week's Pennsylvania trip? And it maybe it was awful. And I would start talking about it a little bit and they would just be like, oh, OK. And they would turn to their kid. Maybe we were in an ice cream shop and they would say, hey, Johnny, why don't you go pick your flavor? And they like just ignored the conversation. And I at that moment I was like, I would never do that to anyone because mm-hmm. I'm so empathetic, but then I will never do that in the future. So if somebody is willing, or obviously if I get a cue that they want to go into something deep, then I'm going to go there. I'm, or I'm at least going to try. I'm going to say, Hey, do you want to talk about it? Or I don't, you know, you lost a child. I have no idea what you're going through. I can't even relate. I can't imagine. I don't know what to say. Tell me what I, I should be asking you. Mm-hmm. Tell me instead of saying like, let me know how I can help say like Samantha did Samantha came to me and said here's three things you need to choose at least one thing um so I don't know I've I've learned so much already and that is the essence of the podcast to expose these awful experiences these hidden things that women are going through whether it's a a mom of a kid with diabetes um the dogs are barking which is awesome but all life. <laughs> yes. Someone had to get four German shepherds. <laughs> Just kidding. Bad decision making. Um, but yes. And then on, on top of women sharing hard experiences, they, those women that are going through the same thing will now be able to relate. Oh my gosh, you're speaking my same language. You know, mm-hmm. thank God I'm not the only one. And then if you haven't gone through it, like you said, it's going to teach women. We're going to say, okay, how could somebody have showed up better for you? And on the Outside of that, um, we are doing mom panels and, and doing different like fun topics. And actually what we're getting ready to do in the near future is we are going to ask the community, hey, ask us questions. And then we're going to get on and, and answer the community's questions. What do you want to hear from us? Could be anything. So we're excited about those podcast topics, maybe just to lighten it up a little bit. And then also, you know, Samantha's already come in. Um, we're sharing tips. So maybe it's not a deep, dark experience. Maybe it's like Lisa Raftery's <laughs> podcast or Leah Brueggemann's podcast where they're sharing uh raising teenager advice or balancing your hormones. We actually have a doctor that committed to come on, actually two doctors. So um, anyways, let us know how you're doing too. Like your role in this, let us know how we can improve. Um, 
what maybe we're missing, or again, if you want to come on and advocate about something, we, we would love to hear from you. Okay, and so moving on to how you all can help us. So, uh, you know, our, our mission is helping women. We actually didn't really touch on the outreach, which is actually oh, yeah. our mission. That's true. <laughs> back so it up. Good. We're going to back it up a little bit. We are hosting one women's outreach event a month where we post an event out there and we try to get other women to come and bless and love on or help another mom. Uh, so we're so far doing that one time a month publicly. Samantha and I do stuff on the side and then we are hopefully things will take off in the future to where, you know, maybe our organizing business, we can step away from a little bit if the podcasts and the social channels are driving some revenue and we are going to try to focus even more and more efforts on outreach specifically, but not exclusive, but more specifically for women. Samantha and Jonathan had a 501c3 um, get started this year too. So we even have a, a medium in order to, you know, campaign mm-hmm. and do different things. Um, so outreach is, is other than um, bringing women together and actually being the vessel to connect women and let them, for example, sidestepping it. There, we had a beautiful girl join our event. I'm actually going to name drop her. Her name was Ashley Last Social. She met another mom who shared some story. And I ended up finding out, I think at church, that she ended up sending this mom something for whatever she's going going through. And I'm like, that is it. Like bringing women together. That was so beautiful to just see that's God playing it out. Like she came to the group. God picked her she thinks that we're helping her. She's helping the group. God wants her here. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's so beautiful how it's like working out and connecting. So I just wanted to throw that out there. So how can you help join the group, volunteer for an event, um, post, you know, something on social, you know, like we just talked about if you listen to a podcast or, or you can even play the podcast and put it down in the other room. And then after it plays, <laughs> rate us. <laughs> I don't know if that's super ethical to say that, but it, anytime if we get um, the more ratings we're getting, the the more we're out there. And of course we can spread messages further and further. If we have touched on a podcast that touches you or that, you know, Oh, so-and-so is going through that. I'm going to send that to her. That will help in our mission. Um, another way you can help is, liking and subscribing on social sharing social posts and lastly um, we have we wanted to clarify our business Um, we did have some feedback early on because it's kind of confusing we have aligned mamas community and then we have aligned mamas organizing and decluttering business well just to clarify and maybe you can take take this topic we're not going public in order to advance our organizing business. It's actually quite the opposite, but we did think it, this was worthy because we don't want anyone like misunderstood and like the, why we're doing any of this. So do you want to take that topic on why we even are doing that and, and the goals for that? Yeah, I think you kind of touched on it. So the organizing and decluttering is just a side gig that we do to support our families because like she said we both quit our jobs um and eventually we hope that we can just do the podcast and that will create the revenue that we need Mm -hmm. um and then we can that will free us up to serve even more mamas and um or women and help them um and we can kind of step back from that um but for now it is just something we had to make money somehow and it takes a while before you start making income from a podcast. Um, so that was just our idea. So it's just kind of separate, but it's, 
something that we're doing together. And I do feel like it's how we help a lot of our community, like a lot of our outreach, well, 100% so far of our <laughs> outreach has been decluttering and organizing yeah. pe- women's homes um, and not saying it's that's all we have to do. It might One day we might have someone that we just need to go and sit and talk with her or whatever that might look like, but it's always so far been they need help with this. Um, so we wanted to, you know, um, work under the same name because that's, you know, we're in a partnership in the business side and in the social media side as well. And the business side is aligned with our mission because when we have helped these women, they just ourselves included, when we've organized and decluttered our own home, it's like, whoa, a total reset, this piece that, uh, is brought back to them. So, mm-hmm. Hey, maybe they're financially like set enough that they can, like they hire a cleaning lady, they can hire somebody to come in and reset their house. Um, but it's still in line with like supporting women. And, mm-hmm. and again, that's where our heart is. And the more that we're able to gain business that way, the more we're able to continue to do, do what we're doing with, with, which is what Samantha was sharing with the outreach. How you can help us with the business if you want to. You don't have to at all. But if you want to, um, when we do post about it outside of the community, when we post about it on our Align Mamas page or on our personal Facebook accounts, please, if you feel like it, you're feel fine doing it. To. Yeah, yeah share. You feel that too. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, if you can share it or if you know somebody, you can tap them and send our information that way. Also, and we've done this and we probably need to reshare this. If you know of a mom in desperately in need. Yeah. Reach out to us so yeah. that we can help. Cause we're always like, I was just thinking like, Oh darn, we haven't set up our right. outreach this month and Thanksgiving's coming up. So we got to get on yes. that today. Yeah. Um, but we're always looking for local mamas or women to help, um, that, like you said, we usually come in with the organizing and decluttering, but if there's a different need that we can fill, um, we will do that all access service though. We're trying to use this to build the community as well, because there's something beautiful about having a group of women that come together that show up for, uh, another woman that they don't even know Mm -hmm. and work on her house and clean in a loving way. And everyone is, you know, we've had, um, different, women say like they were really nervous before we got there. They felt like they were going to be judged. And then during it, I had told one girl, I said, well, the women that show up to come help you declutter and clean um, for free out of just the goodness of their heart are not going to be the women that are judging you. And later she was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. Like I felt nothing but love. So Mm -hmm. one, if you're worried about that, don't be because our group is loving and we get it. Um, Whether it's depression or, you know, just some like the one that we did was a mom going through school and also working full time and also having two kids and not just two kids, but two kids on the spectrum. So like, holy moly, of mm-hmm. course her house is going to be crazy. Cause right. when do you even sleep? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so we're not judging at all. But. Um, yes, there's nothing like, um, the unity coming together and it's, the outreach events are very fun. It oh, is work. So I'm not gonna. Fun. I'm not gonna deny that. And I always bring chocolate. Yes, and sometimes. we always eat extra cookies usually. Yeah, and yeah. cupcakes because they're Jesus's calories. They don't count if you're <laughs> helping someone. I think you're right. I do too. So lastly, let's end with. So we don't know where this is going. Uh, we know we're asking, and this is something in our daily prayers: asking God to lead us. Um, to align us with who we are supposed to network with and be and do and all these things. But where in your mind, when you think of aligned to mamas in the future, where do you go? Mm. (laughs) I mean, my big dream picture 
how cool would it be to like my husband actually came up with this he said he's like what if like in 10 years from now you know you guys have like aligned mama's tour bus he's like <laughs> and he's like I don't know why I said tour bus you probably just fly out but like oh we're going to Texas for the aligned mama's community like mm-hmm. outreach whatever like get together and then like traveling to different places like how cool would that be to see it spread you know across Mm -hmm. into just um yeah to grow like crazy I don't know I also have a heart crazy heart for Guatemala and like I know that we both talked about going overseas and preaching the gospel and doing just radical things like that and so I think that's probably in our future too is Mm -hmm. just being able to go and travel like wherever um, God calls us just yeah. being like, yes, Lord. And, you know, going across seas and helping, whether helping third world countries in poverty or preaching the gospel, I'm here for it. Yeah. And Samantha has a heart to speak, a desire to publicly speak. Um, so that might be something in the future. Um, I wouldn't deny it, but I, I would put you. So that, that might be need in the future. Um, just like what Jonathan was saying, you know, what if in, you know, 75, uh, counties across the United States, there were aligned mama chapters where two other women stepped up and said, Hey, we're going to do this locally. And, and I just, it would be so beautiful in my mind. I just see, it's like the vision of like all these women, like looking back and I don't know, it's just so cool. Like to like think Sadie's situation. I hope I don't cry. Hmm. I'm probably going to cry to think Sadie's situation like started a ripple effect. And this is God, but like God threw us into this, you know, trial. And yet he promises beauty out of ashes and Mm -hmm. all these good things. If you stay close to him, but what Mm -hmm. if, you know, this community starts and all, you know, you plant the seeds and these women, you know, find these friendships and it just kind of like the ripple effect occurs. And not only that, they find friendships, but they find other godly women. They truly find who God is and they finally feel content for the first time ever in their life. And they learn all these things that maybe they weren't raised knowing. And, and now they're seeing these friends that are building them up, not knocking them down. And they're not having I, I just a full change of uh, a full, you know, 180 from the trajectory their life was going. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful thing would that be? Mm-hmm. Um, and then who knows where God's going to take this. And um, we just, we're here yeah. for the ride. We'll just see where it goes. <laughs> All right. Um, so. Also, I do want to give a shout out to um, some of me and my husband's best friends. Um, they just opened a new business. It's called Grounded and Free. It's actually technically not open yet. It'll be opened December 1st of 2023. Um, and it is going to be a massage suite or parlor. What do you call that? Massage some like Yeah. And you can go get a massage, basically. They're offering massage services. And he, the husband is, um, he went to school for that. And he's amazing. And then there's going to be a coffee shop in there along with a boutique that they have the cutest freaking clothes. Mm-hmm. Very hippie, dippy um, style. And lots of Christian, they have super cute uh, Christian like band tees and um, Christian books in there as well, but just really, really cute stuff, really unique. Um, and so that is going is in St. Charles. It's on Fifth Street, and you can go to groundedandfree.com um, 
or you can, after December 1st, you can go in person. And if you mention Aligned Mamas, you'll get 10% off. We have our first sponsor. They're sponsoring us a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) We'll accept accept it. I don't think they're sponsoring. They do have us on their website, though, which I absolutely love. It's so cute. So how about we have an event out there? After yeah. they open, they get yeah. settled in. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, yeah. yeah. That would definitely be. And then it's, like, really cute. They have a – this old house has, like, a attic, like, the cute attics that's finished. Um, so it's, like, a sitting room up there. You can have small groups yeah. up there, meetings or whatever. So there's yeah. plenty of space for well, it. Thank you, Grounded and Free, for supporting us. So we hope to support you, too. Yes, so. and go see them, and you're going to want their clothes. They're so cute. Yeah. I literally wear – the one pair of pants that I got from them so far, but I'm going to buy a lot more. Um, but every time I wear them, I go out and like five people will stop me and be like, Oh my gosh, where'd you get these? They're so cute. I I love the mission behind it all too. So yes. Yes. So, all right, Samantha. And what are you going to have for dinner? Who knows? like we need a another question on the end because I'm always uh I know I have no and idea you, you seem like you conveniently forget and then I ask the question because we have to be consistent yeah and then you're like oh dang it she remember yeah so I have no idea what are you having for your future dinner I think I'm going to have um chicken dumplings crock pot chicken dumplings oh are you yeah in a few hours <laughs> yes Yes. (laughs) all right well um we do want to say thank you all for um being a part of all of this for supporting us we have had so much support which has been uh so sweet and it is vulnerable encouraging yeah yeah, sometimes it's like are we silly for doing this like does anyone even like this does everyone think we're stupid yeah (laughs) right yeah um but no we're we're getting really really sweet feedback and uh, we do it and we're growing and all of these things so um, we are looking forward to seeing where God leads all of this um, and thank you again see you next time mamas thanks for listening to another Align Mama podcast we hope you found value in today's topic for more mama resources go to alignedmamas.com follow us on social and join our Aligned Mamas community Facebook group to connect with other moms just like you We'd like to hear from you. Have a podcast topic? Want to get in touch with us? Want to share your story as a guest? Email us at alignedmamas at gmail.com. See you next time. I can see through my feelings now. I can see clear through my mind. And the secrets to shut my eyes.